Hello everyone and welcome to the only podcast in the known universe that reviews a movie in 20 weird and wonderful questions. I am your resident film nerd Sam Hurley and I am joined this week by Mr. Half Nerd, Half New Machu Tarao. How are you bro? Oh, not too bad mate. Awesome and we're also joined by fellow film nerd in arms Kahu Tapsu. How are you bro? Oh, I'm doing well. Okay guys so this week the movie is The Notebook. Now, we had a lot of fan requests for us to do this podcast, for three of us boys to sit down and review, hands down, probably one of the girliest movies in the world. But we're going to sort of, um, we've got to d- touch on something first. Like, we originally, me and Machu were toying with the idea of doing this, and we were both sort of like, I don't know, would you say you were very keen to do this, Machu? Nah. And it's just <laughs> another classic example of a movie three guys should just absolutely not review on our own. Especially we shouldn't like sit around in a lounge together watching it in our undies either. That was like really weird, boys. But... Lucky you got tissues handy, eh, Sam? <laughs> yeah. So we've got to say a very special thank you to Kahu for jumping in on this because... What I was sort of trying to touch on was our mate Owen was like, yeah, yeah, let's do the notebook. Yeah, fellas, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And me and Mudge were like, oh, okay, this guy's, yeah, right, fine. And he cancelled on us, what, two times, three times? I think he's the smart one of the three, to be completely <laughs> fair. <laughs> it's kind of funny because I did say to Mudge, I was like, right, guys, this is what we're going to do. We're going to tell Owen that we're reviewing the notebook. And then when he shows up to do it, we're going to be like, bro, none of us watched it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> And the laughs on us. <laughs> we both watched it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm yes, like, we did. I'm like Stephen Donald on this one. <laughs> I've saved the day. Came in at the end and helped us out. So, obviously, if you haven't seen this movie, which is probably a large number of our male audience, we're going to get Kahu to give us the plot of this movie. The movie focuses on an old man reading a story to an old woman in a nursing home. The story he reads follows two young lovers named Ellie Hamilton and Noah Calhoun, who meet one evening at a carnival. But they are separated by Ellie's parents who disapprove of Noah's unwealthy family and move Ellie away. I'm going to sleep just hearing <laughs> After waiting for Noah to write her for several years, Ellie meets and gets engaged to a handsome young soldier named Lon. Ellie then, with her love for Noah still alive, stops by Noah's 200-year-old home that he has restored for her to, quote, see if he's okay, end quote. <laughs> It is evident that they still have feelings for each other, and Ellie has to choose between her fiancé and her first love. So, really, it's basically the plot of probably 50 movies that were released before this? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a pretty common staple for the romantic comedy. On paper, on paper, it's um, that's the plot. But I think I think when I, I, I found the storyline followed a completely different um, plotline where, where it was about a depressed poor guy <laughs> who goes about murdering everyone he knows. <laughs> pretty much eh? everyone oh, yeah. that's ever close There's not to a lot of people alive at the end of this movie that's <laughs> true that's true you, i don't know if you guys are going to believe this but imdb have this rated at 7.9 out of 10 rotten tomatoes have it at 52 percent, which is kind of a bit more normal but the audience score is 85 percent. now what would you guys rate this out of 10,000? I'm going to point out before we start this, Machu did text me straight after he watched it and said, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I did cry a bit. And then I'm also going to point out that I text Kahu's wife and I was like, is he watching The Notebook? And she said, yeah, he's sitting in the over box of Kleenex. And I was like, either way, he's doing something that you're not going to approve of. So. Yeah, I told her it was really not that type of movie. <laughs> Not at all. You know what? It, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, and and I think you're that what was happening there was I was taking a shit at the time, <laughs> and I'm gonna my rating for this movie. You know, it wasn't that bad. I thought it was going to be terrible and horrendous, and um, you know, it, it actually came out all right. 
And um, <laughs> but I'm going to give it a number two, just like the number two that I took when I was texting you, mate. Two out of two, ten thousand. Two out of ten thousand. Ouch! Jeez, you've, you've got some. You got some issues, mate. The movie went for two hours. <laughs> Which one had the most emotional impact? <laughs> I think yeah. one know, of them both completely. Yeah. One of them completely sucked the life out of me, and the other one was the shit. <laughs> I'm kind of a bit like Macho on this one. It wasn't as terrible as I thought it would be. Which is probably the biggest endorsement I can give it. Um, But I'm going to give it a 5,400 out of 10,000. Slightly better than average, but to be honest, it had more cliches than a post-match rugby interview. So, (laughs) Just like a terrible turd, you you gave it a pass. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) It was gone and done with. Yes, I mean, I'm actually going to admit that I was lying there. I was actually the one that texted Machu and said, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And Machu did text me back and said, hand in your man card, bro. So... (laughs) So I'm going to rate it. Oh, I don't even know what to rate it because, like, shit. I'm going to come back to it. That's what I thought too, Sam. Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's move on. I'm going to rate it. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so we've got some really good questions for you guys coming up. What character did you secretly think was a virgin? We've got a fan question from Kylie Lindsay, who was one of the people that requested we do this. Asking if guys like Noah actually exist. We've got a couple of other ones. A lot of questions about our exes in here, Kahu. I think you're trying to <laughs> get me and Machu broken up with our respective partners, bro. And I'll also point out that um, the reason why I'm saying this is that Stacey, the lovely noob, is actually sitting in the room listening to us record this at the moment. So all these good stories about my ex and where's the weirdest place I had sex and stuff like that, <laughs> which is coming up. Yeah, I, I can't wait for our reaction for that. Hey, well, if your, if your love's as strong as Nora and Ellie, it won't matter. Sweet. Um, also, hang around to the end, guys, because we're introducing a new segment. This is our season finale, and we're going to go on a bang. But by doing so, we're introducing a new segment where we're going to get a person to ask noob trivia questions or nerd trivia questions, and we've got a little trophy that we're going to give to whoever answers the most questions right. That person, when they then come back on the show and we start it up again in September, they're going to have to defend their crown against whoever comes on the show after that. So we'll stick around at the end there, guys. We'll get Stacey to ask five questions that she noticed from watching the movie. And we'll see which three of us remember any of it. <laughs> watching the movie or watching the trailer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Watching honest trailers of it. But anyway, we're going to start on our standard all-play question. At the start of the movie, Ryan Gosling's character... I've forgotten his name already. Noah. There we go. Noah decides to impress the girl of his dreams, Ellie by climbing up a ferris wheel and threatening her with suicide unless she goes out on a date with him. What is the craziest thing that you guys have done to win the attention, to impress a girl, anything? Well, I haven't threatened that, but... (laughs) Sarah's like Shania Twain on this one, as in I don't impress her much. (laughs) Which, I'm kind of left wondering who's got the issue there. (laughs) Okay, um... I think uh, the crazy, the craziest thing I've done to, well, it wasn't even to impress a girl. It was just more of a dare. We used, we went into the small one time and we all had dares to go and do something to ask a girl out. And um, one of the boys had to ask a girl out um, who was cutting someone else's hair in a hair salon. What? And, I, <laughs> and I had to, I had to walk into the lingerie store and ask the the lingerie girl who was out talking to someone else if if she would go on a date with me while she's trying to sell lingerie. <laughs> yeah, so that's shit. probably the craziest thing I've ever done. That's pretty good. What, what was the outcome? <laughs> it was it was it was, it was, it was less awkward. It was less <laughs> awkward than you'd think. 
It was the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. I, I mean, I walked in there like a like a bright red tomato, going, "Oh, oh, hi! <laughs> I don't even know you, and you were pretty busy, but um, do you want to go out with me?" <laughs> and, and that was enough to sort of break the ice, really. But the, the outcome wasn't we didn't didn't go out on a date. No one's got any dates from that. That's a shame. I can't say I've ever threatened to kill myself, but I ha- I have almost tried to kill myself through alcohol poisoning while trying to impress a few girls at the bar before. But one of the biggest things that I ever tried once was there was a girl that was hanging out with me and a mate and there was a big group of us all walking to the bar and it was clear that me and my mate were both into her. And one of my mates, the other one that was into her, started running up to these poles, you know, they were about waist heights or whatever, <laughs> and they started jumping over these poles and I was like watching him do it and I was like, oh yeah. And she was like, oh, look at him, he's so funny, look how good he is at doing that. And I was like, fuck, okay, if that's what it takes you to impress you, I'll show you, girl. And um, when you're inebriated, your sense of physics and the size of your body and everything often don't correlate. So I went running up to this pole, chucked my hands on it, went to throw myself over it, caught my fucking foot around it, slammed nut first into the pole before spinning around, landing on my face and getting a blood nose. And she was not impressed. <laughs> hey, I thought this was how to impress a girl. <laughs> how to not impress a girl. Anyway, guys, Kahu, you're going to start us off with your first set of three questions. So, Ellie is overly impressed with Noah when she takes him to the rundown shack that he's going to do up. Where is the worst setting you've taken a girl for alone time? Because to me, it kind of sounds like I was a girl and I got taken with some dude by himself to a rundown shack. Oh, they've like major alarm bells going off. That's what I'm saying. This is an, he's a murderer. <laughs> yeah, he's a psycho. He's a psychopath. I told you straight off the bat, Stacey, that we're going to be getting into questions that you don't really want to hear. <laughs> wanna, I'm going to just put it out there. I had a friend staying and... <laughs> the old friend line, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, that's how I'm going to answer my question too, Sam. Special uh, friend. <laughs> so me and my girlfriend decided to, on our way home from the pub, rather than go home to my friend was, you know, in staying in my bedroom we decided we'd spend some alone time together in a tennis court well i say tennis court but it was more like a grass stack of grass clippings beside the tennis court that we didn't notice in the you know when it's pitch black at midnight so we went home covered in grass clippings <laughs> hi stacy <laughs> yeah i've got uh oh yeah think about it really hard <laughs> really hard eh wait wait wait, wait, wait. <laughs> rewind well, I'm gonna, rewind i've got a similar one i always start um because I played a bit of rugby in my time and I used to have a particular corner on the rugby field where um, I, I used to like to score and I thought, you know, <laughs> now that I'm a bit older, <laughs> I actually want to, you know... Oh, so. I'm really going to score, bro. <laughs> it's much in this <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was real bad because it's not like... It's not like in the middle of the night, you know, you, oh, let's go to a park. But not just in the park. We have to walk miles across the park in the dark because, you know, like there's no cell phones at this point. And, you just, and, you, and then I couldn't see the white lines because I you know, had to actually be the, the, actual, the actual point. Is that why you used to turn up to work on the Monday morning with a white stripe down the back of your Yeah, head? yeah. <laughs> uh, that white line fever. Yeah, the- <laughs> right, moving along. What story do you tell your partner all the time that she's sick of? Uh, me and my partner have done a bit of travelling, so my favourite thing at the moment is when we watch movies is to tell her that um, I've been there in every single movie we watch. Even when we watch um, Star Wars and they're on the planet Tatooine, <laughs> I say to her, I've been there. <laughs> and she says, oh, you haven't. I go, yeah, I have. And she half believes that I've actually been to the planet Tatooine. 
<laughs> the funniest part about this, dear listeners, is we went to the movies without Carol, and halfway through Spider-Man Homecoming, he elbowed Stacy and was like, I've been there. <laughs> Stacy was like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> Poor old Stacy had to listen to the whole, I've been there, the yeah. whole movie. So it's not just not just Machu's misses that's now sick of it, Stacey as well. I, I, I think I can say this pretty categorically, that every time I start off a story with this one time in London, Stacey merely turns off and is like, oh God, yes, we get it. You've you been li- to London. You've been, you lived in London for six years and you're an absolute alcoholic over there. And nothing will ever be better in your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Way to live in the moment, Sam. <laughs> The first time Ellie's father turns up on screen, he looks like he has been miscast from a 1970s adult movie with that ridiculous moustache. Describe your favourite as in worst facial hair experience. <laughs> oh, first of all, actually, he's got a great moustache. <laughs> it's not a ridiculous moustache. Oh, I thought that was awesome. When he, when uh, he came it's on great screen, for 70s porn, like, yeah. I just laughed out loud. <laughs> it's the funniest moment He was in the, the whole best movie. character in the whole movie. He was... Um, Oh, okay, apart from that, I've had I've committed the most heinous of hair crimes in my life. I've had the Walker blonde mullet. My brother gave me a haircut once. I ended up having a crown on my head, so it was like long at the front, all around long at the top, and then shaved everywhere else. The crown. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but probably the worst one was the um, the reverse mullet plaited fringe, the old Jonah Lomu one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, in terms of like hair crimes itself, I mean, my worst hair crime was. When I went travelling in 2010, I decided to find the bald spot on the back of my head, wrap a bit of tape around my head, and then shave just the top of it so it looked like I had a reverse bowl cut. I looked like I came back to play a game of rugby, and the opposition prop just looked at me and was like, There's no way I'm going to prop against this guy, and actually swapped sides in the front row. <laughs> my favourite hair I looked insane. I looked like Fry Tuck. My favourite hair crime is when girls um, who have blonde hair they dye it black and they end up with the Pepe Le Pew when the, the hair grows back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Okay, so on to my first set of three questions. Do you guys think that this movie creates unrealistic expectations for the females in terms of Noah and how amazing he is? Well, unrealistic if they want to act like Ellie, because she's a bit crazy Sheila, isn't she? She's just That's crazy. an understatement. <laughs> she's just crazy all the time. And like the guys, they, they just come up to her and they just ask her out. They just go, oh, I want to go out with you because I like you. <laughs> and she's like, yes, I love you. <laughs> Let's go out. Let's, in fact, let's both get married. No way. She plays. Doesn't really try hard to score any of them. I mean, they didn't really do anything. Yeah. Uh, Well, okay. One guy did try to kill himself in front of her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Go figure. (laughs) The other guy to get blown up in war. (laughs) So unrealistic expectations for girls. So basically, the expectation is that a guy will um, ask her out and you know um, threaten. Self harm himself. Yeah, and be a wild, passionate no. lover. And, you so know. it's like, it's pretty much, they're telling us, do not take no for an answer. Is that the expectation? <laughs> That's what it sounds like to I, me. I think it's do not that take way. no for an answer. The, the, reason, <laughs> the reason why I bring this up is straight after the movie finished, Stacey looked at me and was like, if I got Alzheimer's, you'd live at the nursing home and take care of me, wouldn't you? And you'd read a story to me every day. Or, or yeah, yeah totally. and I'd And I would kill you in your sleep like yeah. Noah did. <laughs> what about you? Who do you reckon this creates unrealistic expectations? Yeah, well, going on that whole self-harm thing, there's nothing more that says self-harm as in getting a mortgage. And <laughs> Now, every girl is looking for some shack to move into some... Uh, to move into with some poor guy. Yeah. And let's be honest, even shacks reach unrealistic prices on today's property markets. So. That is true. Yeah, welcome. She just wants too much. 
Welcome to the uh, Property Market Podcast. Uh, <laughs> just tuning in. Why does she even live there anyway? She's got this huge holiday home that's got this massive gates. It's only down the road. Mm. I want to live in the shack. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'll smash the gates. Oh, that's but right. But what I don't get about it is that she just pisses off for seven years or whatever, waits until he's done up the house all nice and fancy, and then just moves back in. Oh, yeah, that totally. I'd be like, you put no heart into this. I've like sweated <laughs> away for seven years to fix this damn house. Can you, can you maybe paint the door? I know you're yeah, a bit of an yeah, artist. Can yeah. you do some painting somewhere? Yeah, oh, I don't like Not- white. Sorry, you'll have to paint it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bloody opportunist. <laughs> so anyway, talking about how they were apart for seven years, for the first year, he writes her letters every single day, telling her about how much he loves her and how much he wants to be with her and all that sort of stuff. How long would you have written to her for? I'd probably write literally maybe maybe three months, but I'd write three letters in that time, eh? Like, yeah, yeah. why are you writing every single day? I, oh, yeah, I know this letter, yesterday's letter didn't get to you, but I'm just letting you know today I went to work and then I had lunch with my mates and we had some jokes yeah. at lunchtime and then went home and read a book with my old man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I was thinking about you. <laughs> what he should have done instead of, say, actually writing, physically writing a letter every day that, you know, might have been five pages long and then the next day he's got no more material he should have just busted them all out say on a on a saturday afternoon or something after he's chucked a few beers back yeah and just and just date like five different letters on different dates because you know you can just say oh the mail was late or whatever yeah yeah or my mum stole all the letters so or your mum stole all the letters so yeah she wouldn't know anyway okay so next question from me guys do you guys feel like ryan gosling and rachel mcadams had a real good chemistry in this movie i mean there were times when they were pretty close but it, that seemed like they just had really bad timing. But yeah, they they seemed to like each other. But mm. they also seemed to be constantly fighting with each other. Mm. And constantly, you know, he's real keen to nail her and she's like, nah. Then she's real keen to have sex and he's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then at the God end. God knows why. Eh? <laughs> yeah, they just have really bad timing, I think. Yeah, what about you, Co? Do you reckon they had good chemistry? Yeah, uh, I, I kind of think they, they just have happy time chemistry. Like they they tell themselves that they fight all the time and and that's what they do, which kind of makes me think that all of the rest of the time it'd be pretty terrible. <laughs> but and by the end of the movie, poor old Duke looks like he's coped with so much that he's just a complete <laughs> pushover by then. He's just like numbed himself to the whole relationship. Okay, so here's the reason why I ask you this: is Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams they hated each other so much, so much so that Ryan Gosling went to the director. And basically said, bro, you got to fucking fire her. I fucking hate her. She's fucking crazy. <laughs> did you not see her doing the movie? She's yeah. crazy. <laughs> Interestingly, they did patch. She doesn't want to put out. And then she does. And then she doesn't. What the hell? It's funny. <laughs> it's kind of almost like life imitating art because the two of them fought like cats and dogs on this movie, but then later started hooking up with each other. Almost like the notebook. And then, oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe it's an ongoing notebook that hasn't finished yet. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day Rachel McAdams is going to have Alzheimer's and Ryan Gosling is going to read to her. What's a notebook? How many pages are in a notebook? I don't know, but it felt like fucking thousands, didn't it? (laughs) And I kind of thought a notebook was something you actually make notes in instead of write the whole story. Yeah, why don't they call it the diary? Or the the journal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The story of our lives. Anyway, Machu, your first set of three questions. During the movie, uh, both Noah and Lon are seen drinking alcohol at work. Do all men work better whilst on the piss? Yes. <laughs> yes. For, for two reasons. <laughs> Firstly, you forget about doing anything wrong so that you produce good work. That's and true. secondly, if you make a mistake, it doesn't seem that bad. And if you get grievously injured, it won't hurt so badly and the hours will fly by. 
Actually, that's four reasons, and <laughs> I don't care, which proves my point perfectly. I reckon you do, but man, have you guys ever tried having, like, you know, in those, like, oh, you see a politician and the president or whatever, and they're like, oh, Mr. President, I think you'll agree on this deal, and then they pour themselves a cup of whiskey or something at 11 o'clock in the morning. But if these movies were realistic, man, the next very shot of me would be fucking me face down on the floor blacked out. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried drinking whiskey at 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, <laughs> It'd be tequila shots, wouldn't it? Be- oh, yeah, true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that being said, I reckon... It depends on the type of job. I mean, I've put up tents in Spain as a job, and we drunk the entire day just on the beers, and it was good because it just takes away from the monotony of work. But if you've got to actually use your brain and think about it, I don't think alcohol helps that much. <laughs> anyway, next question there, bud. Okay, so Ali has a tight schedule of academic studies and extracurriculum activities. She goes to university, she has the best money education can buy, Yet the only job we see her hold down in the movie... <laughs> the best money education can Could she not get a decent job? <laughs> well, I, I think it comes down to incentive, really. I mean, if you've got a sugar daddy providing everything for you, then what's the point? You know, there's... I, 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 the point is, her mum said that she couldn't go out with Noah because she was better than him because of her education and where she was going to go in life. Yeah. She's going to go on the dole. <laughs> yeah. Legit, she's a self-entitled asshole. <laughs> I just think you'd lose interest pretty quickly in changing bed sheets for limbless soldiers. What a lazy dropkick! Yeah, <laughs> like she. Oh no! You know what I really want to do is I want to I want to take my clothes off and paint pictures for. Her. Yeah. So, where did she learn that at school? What a waste of money! It's kind of an ongoing theme through the movie. Actually, she just seems indecisive about just about everything. Oh yeah, everything. Welcome back, listeners, to the misogyny hour. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I, w- I won't say any more misogynistic questions. Anyway, so Ellie is seen constantly hitting Noah in the movie, and he finally responds by hitting himself. Is this how all men should respond whilst being abused by their partners? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, there's a let's start with the golden rule. You know, you can't hit a woman, but that doesn't mean you can't do any wrestling moves on her, eh? So <laughs> if she started doing that to me, I'd maybe powerbomb her for a table or, you know, give her a pile driver. Maybe the little rock bottom or the you know stone cold stunner. I'd oh, good odd something like that. Yeah, I th- I think it's a good move on his part. If there's a lawsuit later on, then you know he's got he's got further evidence for his claims. <laughs> yeah. um, seeing that, who gave you this black eye? <laughs> me. <laughs> Why she attacked me? <laughs> what? Se- seeing the abusive girlfriend's likely to be super needy on your time. Getting some self combat in is likely to be the only exercise you're going to get in anyway. So cool. So back to you, Kahu. So there's a scene in the movie where um, Ryan Gosling's character Noah has has this other woman, uh, Martha, who's a war widow, uh, around at his house for booty calls, basically, and mm-hmm. and she cooks some baking too. But anyway, he's <laughs> he's got Ellie back at her house, back at his house, and. Martha turns up, and they're just way too polite and friendly to each other, to the point where she pretty much stays the entire afternoon until it gets dark. So my question is, describe a situation where your ex turned up when you were with another girl. Right, can I just jump in here? Earmuffs, earmuffs Carol, earmuffs Stacey, earmuffs Sarah. Uh, actually, yeah. my second part of this question as well is that, did Noah miss some kind of opportunity here? All right, and, and again, we better have those earmuffs on, girls. Spoiler alert! Relationship alert! Relationship alert! Fun little fact that Martha was actually the same Martha in Batman vs Superman, which stopped Batman and Superman from fighting. <laughs> oh, your face much you was all really? Really? No, no, it wasn't Martha. 
You're kidding. You're the same Martha. Oh, Martha. The name Martha's forever been ruined by for me by that movie. Martha. Oh, that's that's her name. That's it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh exactly. now I get it. Yeah, it's yeah. It's spelled the same. <laughs> uh, so, uh, my story. I don't even know how to start this one without getting punched in the face by Stacey, but. So one day I came home from work with one of my mates and we were going out for a few beers that night and uh, we were meeting up with one of my exes that was in London visiting her cousin. So me and my mate got into the lounge and he said, oh, so you know who these people were meeting? And I said, oh, it's my ex. And this is always a bit weird because, you know, I always had a feel like there was a little bit of, you know, something just not finished with that girl and whatever. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're sitting there having a few beers and then the lounge door opens and my current girlfriend came walking out, who I thought was still at work. <laughs> then got t- said, do you mind coming into the bedroom with me? Uh, to which she said, I don't know what you're expecting tonight, but there's no way in fucking hell I'm going out with you. And you've got to seriously think about whether you should be going out as well. I still went out. <laughs> <laughs> He waited up, and one of them was drinking, and one of them was feeling bad, sorry for himself at home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've only, I can only think of one. Um, one time it was like this, uh, and I went, we went to, I was hanging out with one, I used to play rugby league over in Australia, and we were hanging out with one of the girls from that was a cheerleader at our club, and um, she came with me to a party where, where my ex was there, and that was just Ooh. brilliant. That was just brilliant, because... <laughs> It's it's no better to walk into a party with a real hot girl when your ex is there because it just makes her super super jealous. Yeah, yeah. And drop the guy that she was with, and then jump on me straight away. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it ruined. I didn't realize what I didn't realize is it ruined my chances of the the girl that I was actually with. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nah, nah, just a, you know, friendly, lucky guy. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good experiences there, guys. In this movie, there's minimal reflection of Noah's dad's death, and even less of Finn's. <laughs> yeah, his best friend, eh? He just yeah. dies in the war. He and just no kind of stares at him. At his dad's death, some, like, random neighbour just puts his hand on his shoulder. That's kind of it. Um, is this a reflection on Noah's personality? Hell yeah, man. That guy's obsessed with Ali, and that's it. But, he, but he's also obsessed with death. I mean, him and his dad used to lie down in the middle of the road, not even care about the traffic. <laughs> that's true. So he, he's obsessed with death. And, um, and he almost gets hit by a car like yeah, five yeah. times and, in the movie. And when he sees his mates die, he's like, oh, he keeps having a bit of a moment. He doesn't cry. He just sort of stares longingly at his mate. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's trying to inhale his last breath to capture his essence or something. He's, yeah. The guy's the Grim Reaper. So, ladies, if you you love this movie, The Notebook, you watch it again and realise that that guy is the Grim Reaper. Ooh, it changes things for you, girls. He's creepy. He's obsessively creepy around death. So, at at the end of the movie, uh, the old couple are seen sharing a bed and they die together. But even if I was going to die, sharing a single bed is just unpleasant all the time. <laughs> it's true. What's your worst bed sharing experience? There right. was that time that you and Murray shared that bed together. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, my story is about sharing a bed with my friend. What? <laughs> no, but like, um, when we were young, we used to always top and tail, and like, naked. one, one, yeah, naked. <laughs> of course, naked. Whoa, whoa. That's how you stay warm, mate. Too hot for clothes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I woke up in the middle of the night, and my mate was crying, and he was trying to beat me up. And I was thinking, <laughs> I'd literally beaten him up in his sleep. I kicked him in the face, and it <laughs> gave him like a blood nose, and he was sitting there trying to fight me. So, yeah, I've had some pretty unpleasant experiences experiences in bed with other people my experience um again talking about an ex-girlfriend here she came home from a thai restaurant where it was byo and she came home blind drunk you've ever seen anyone in quite some time 
So anyway, she gets home. She's like, ah, the guy at the restaurant poisoned me. I was like, no, he didn't fucking poison you. You're just drunk. Just get into bed. He's poisoning me. He's poisoning me. Anyway, we're lying in bed and she's talking to me. And then, that's weird. She's gone really quiet. And I was like, oh, cool. She's going to sleep. And then she sits up. She's like, get out, get out, get out, get out. And then, so I jump out of bed. The fuck? I flip the lights on. And there's just spew everywhere. All through the bed, all over the walls. So then she turns to look at me like something out of The Exorcist. And she just looks me in the eye and she's like, do you still love me? (laughs) Followed by, and she throws up all over her chest, all over her naked body, everything. What the hell do I do here? So I, I went running out to the kitchen. I got a bucket, came back and gave it to her. Eventually put her in the shower. And when I was putting her in the shower, she was like, if I drown in there... Can you tell God I was a good person? I don't know where to start, man. I've got to go clean the bed. But yeah, I'm sure I'll, I'll tell him that. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Okay, so next up for me is this. Do you guys think that the mum's a hypocrite? Now, in the movie, the mum was dating the man of her dreams, but he was too poor. So she was like, nah, I can't be with him. I'm going to go marry some rich snob. We don't find it out till the end. And this is after her being basically telling Ali the whole time that she's not allowed to hook up with Noah. So what do you guys reckon? Reckon she was a hypocrite? No, no, she's not a hypocrite. Because she hooked up with a similar guy. But she wound up with the rich guy. So she knew where Ellie was heading and she got she tried to get her out of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it all seems very too convenient to the plot. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think she is. I don't get it. She seems to hate her life and doesn't want her daughter to make a mistake, yet she kind of made the opposite mistake. No, she doesn't hate the moustache man. <laughs> she's just like, she she's like this is what I think. Oh, porn stars. Don't get me wrong, but... <laughs> And to be honest, the dad doesn't really seem to care about the whole situation either way. He just wants his money-sucking daughter to be somebody else's mother. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, she needs to go to education so she could be a, a scientist or, a, or an astronaut or, or, or a or, half-naked artist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I've got something special that I loved about the mum in this movie. It was shortly after Lon proposed to her. This is probably my favourite scene. You guys might have to go back and watch this because it just comes out of the blue and I legitimately laughed out loud at this. During that scene where he proposes to her the mum and the dad are actually dancing and the dad flicks her back the mum and her skirt flies up and you can see straight up the bottom of her skirt and james marsden says thanks for that (laughs) (laughs) okay so on to the next question and good luck answering this guys because there's not that many characters to choose from but which character do you guys think is a virgin uh i think one of noah and ellie's kids given that their mum paints in the nude Sits around on the porch covered in a duvet that's probably going to give you some issues later in life. Maybe the really moody son that was like, what are you doing here, dude? Yeah, yeah, he, he, he was a bit odd, that dude. I reckon Martha. I didn't even know. What, what was she even doing there? She's constantly crying, hanging out with Noah. That's why she didn't get upset when um, Ellie turned up to the house, because what had they been doing? She wouldn't know. oh they've been up to doing what me and noah do which is nothing sit around listen to him cry and drink beer see the character i had in mind guys was lon you know that was a guy that clearly didn't understand that his woman wanted to go out and get freaky (laughs) because she was (laughs) pretty quick to run away from him so anyway it takes us to the final question here guys now both pretend that i know you guys are pretty good at pretending to be girls so i I want you guys to pretend to be ali who would you have gone for james marsden or ryan gosling I'm going for Ryan Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> Straight off the bat. Yeah, yeah. And my best yeah. alley voice. <laughs> well, I've got to point out here as well, listeners, that Kahu's oldest son is named Noah and he is named after this movie. <laughs> 
that, that actually only crossed my mind when I was thinking our questions today. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, it's born in 2006. This movie was released in 2004. Is that why Sarah liked this name so much? I tell you what, Kahu, on his like 18th or 21st birthday or something, sit him down and go, that's where your name came from, son, and just ruin his childhood. I reckon neither. The biggest catch on the mo- in the movie is Ellie's dad with that, with oh, that yeah. beautiful moustache. Porn stars. Now, you may not have the looks and you may not have the dash, but you always win the girl if you've only got a moustache. That's true. A moustache. A moustache. <laughs> <laughs> if you've only got a moustache. You may Makes be sense. big and fat or ugly than sin. All the ladies shut you out and you're wondering how to get in. Well, here is my advice. <laughs> I've no for, idea what's going on. Right? How to make a splash. You can have your pick of girls if you've only got a moustache. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the man hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so much of your next set of three questions. So, did Ellie really always love Noah that much, or did she really just hate her parents and want to defy them? And is that the re- real reason that she picked Noah over Lon? Yeah, a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Uh, but I think after they were together, she probably realised that her life was the poorer for it. But thankfully, Alzheimer's came along and saved the day. <laughs> so she didn't have to worry about it. Hooray for Alzheimer's! <laughs> I reckon she did love Noah that much because, as we discover in the movie, they hadn't even slept with each other. So it wasn't like she was a dick drunk or anything like that. Like, she was actually in love with the guy. Right, so um, why did Noah and Ellie wait all summer to have sex? What What is the standard amount of time? I think the standard... What's the standard amount of time, Stacey? I mean, me and you first met and we started courting and dating and all that sort of stuff. We probably went a good six, seven hours. <laughs> Before we were into How did we both end up? Hello, hello, naked guy in a room. Hello, naked guy in a girl. Yeah, yeah. I I thought it was maybe one of those hot summers that you literally couldn't share a bed without somebody overheating. Which is why he took you to the derelict house. Because it would have been a bit colder than the average house. Colder and creepier. That's true, yeah, that's true. And then old dead in the snow Finn turns up and just barges (laughs) in without even knocking. Yeah, what a dude, man. kind of ended that whole scenario so moving on to your last question yeah yeah so uh does ellie and noah's love really create miracles like she's in in the movie um right at the very end ellie says to um duke or noah do you believe our love really creates miracles and he says yes and then does she ask him to kill her in that in that statement as well (laughs) (laughs) does she ask to die and in the, the scene before that scene he was seen with a whole lot of pills and having a heart attack, and oh yeah, yeah, true, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then they're both dead. Is, is this a classic case of euthanasia? Oh, that. Or does does their love really create miracles? What do kids in Asia have to do with this? <laughs> kids in Asia. That, that whole that whole scene was a massive plot hole. He spent the entire movie reading her this book to get her to remember who he is, and then he goes into her room one night after he's been away for a while. And she just remembers him straight away as soon as she opens yeah. his eyes. So I don't know. Maybe their love does create miracles because that was clearly one in the context of this movie. But I actually reckon that the nurse poisoned these two. Um, <laughs> because if I was her, I would have been sick to death of hearing the story every single day, which is almost kind of implied that he reads it to her so that by the end of the day she'd remember it. That's kind of what I thought. It's funny you say that about hearing something day in, day out. I remember when I worked in a supermarket around Christmas time when they put the Christmas album on and there's only 45 minutes of songs and you have to do an eight-hour shift listening to the same 45 minutes of songs. I was about ready to kill someone after that. (laughs) How many many Mariah Carey songs in that? 
Oh, oh, that's the worst. Oh, why would you do that to me, Machu? <laughs> no one's surprised about people dying in this movie. It's like... No, and, no one cares. And then my dad died, and then my best friend died, and then we died. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's they could have done the movie in about six minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah. We fell in love, then everyone died. And the saddest part about that is like... Yeah, I mean, even the dad, he has like this really unglorified death scene, and... In real life, the actor Sam Shepard actually died like a week ago. Yeah, the yeah, guy that yeah. played I him. That. Yeah, yeah, and it's oh man, that was totally. weird. That whole thing because in the movie, uh, James Carner's character of Noah when he's older is just kind of like, and then his dad died. Yeah, there's like no background to it at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just what happened, you know? Did he die in a flaming car crash, or did he get cancer or something? You know? Yeah, <laughs> then he died. He, he wasn't yeah. that old. He, he goes, son, here's some money. Go buy yourself that house. Oh, where are you gonna live, dad? Oh, I'm going to live with you. You're dead. You're dead. You're out of the story. You're dead. Smoky girl. Hopefully come around to my house. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, man. Noah is the deaf incarnate, is a human embodiment of death. So I reckon, yeah, he poisoned them at the end. It was too Romeo and Juliet. What a perfect way to go out. That's why, that's why I reckon she comes too in that scene where they're having dinner. And she goes crazy because she's like, oh, what are all those pills for, Noah? <laughs> and he's like, oh, nothing. I don't know who you are. I, don't, I wouldn't know who someone is that's about to kill me. Yeah, what sort of stranger are you? Yeah. Okay, so that takes us to the final question. This is a fan question. Uh, we had a couple of fan cues and I've had to pull out the best. And the one I pulled out is one from Kylie Lindsay. Uh, so she wants to know. Do we think that guys like Noah actually d- exist? Well, given this podcast, I'd say probably not in this room. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, uh, it's fair. Nobody writes letters anymore anyway, and let's be honest, if you wrote letters to the same person every day for a year, you'd probably be arrested as a stalker. What about you, uh, Machu? Do you reckon guys like him exist in real life? Assholes. <laughs> assholes who treat most girls like shit. People, assholes who invite people to property after he's trying to sell it and then and then scare them away with a yeah, gun. Pulls out a shotgun on them <laughs> after they offer him five grand more. Guys that guys that try and murder their their family and their their girlfriends. Um, luckily for us, I hope this is unlikely that guys like this exist. I mean, do they, he doesn't seem to care about anyone else in the whole world, eh? No, not really. And th- that's what I'm like. I reckon guys like him do exist, and I reckon those guys have restraining orders taken out against them at, at this point in time. <laughs> this just re- this reaffirms my statement at the start where we I said guys uh, guys like us should not be reviewing this club. Oh, I know we probably shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> look where we've well, look what we've come down to. Okay, everyone, so that's the questions done. So now we're going to move on to the trivia round. And this week, it's going to be a noob trivia round. So the noob has watched the movie with me. She's recorded, I don't know how many questions. So what we're going to do is the noob is going to ask a question, and we are all going to make an animal sound if we think we know the answer. So, for instance, my animal sound is ruff, ruff, ruff. What's yours, Machu? Yeah. And yours, Kahu? <laughs> <laughs> It's changed. I'm I'm a possum. Oh, a possum. Ah, <laughs> that 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 animal sound may vary from answer to answer. <laughs> I thought you might have been a bird, Kahu. Like how she's. Uh, I'm a bird. Oh, if you think I'm a bird, then I'm a bird. <laughs> I'm whatever you want me to be. <laughs> so anyway, I'm a creep. I mean, bird. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bird. Definitely not a creep. Uh, so, Stacy, you can take over the mic, and we'll get your questions. And I'd like to point out that we've got a trophy for this. The rules are simply as such. If you win the trophy, you've got to defend it on the next podcast that you're on, uh, which will be after our break. But here we go, Stacey. Take it away. Okay, so um, the day after the carnival where they first met, they meet again in the street, Noah and Ellie. What colour is Ellie's dress? 
Blue. Is it white? No. What? Red? No. Oh, orange? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, No, that's a no. It was green. Oh, Oh, shit. There's not even a colour. <laughs> <laughs> on the honest trailer, it said all she wears is red. <laughs> so we, uh, so when Noah used to lie down in the road watching the lights go, what was the colour sequence? <laughs> Yellow, red, green. No, no, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, go, hey. Kahu. You did it. Oh. <laughs> I walked at the same time as him. Okay, okay, all right, Sam, go. go. Sam. Green, red, yellow. Correct. Yes, oh. it's yellow. Go green, red. Exactly. It, yeah, it does. It, it's a mistake. Yeah. That's correct. It doesn't oh, go shit. green, red, yellow, but that's oh, what he shit. says. Whoop in your face! <laughs> <laughs> and they were lying in different positions from like every part of that scene. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's one point to Sam. <sighs> so in this movie, Ellie tries on her wedding dress, and then it gets ruined in the next scene. How does it get ruined? Go. <laughs> that's just as creepy. <laughs> uh, she's sitting in the bath. Yes. Playing with the taps with her feet. Uh, yep, that's right. She's in the bathtub uh, in her wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> all right, one all, Sam and Kahu. Another colour question, guys. Uh. What colour are Noah's eyes? <gasps> okay, go, Sam. Brown. He was wearing contact lenses. Yes, that's right. Normally, Ryan Gosling has blue eyes. Question number five. Where did this movie rank in terms of Ryan Gosling's movies? <laughs> I'm going to go number two. Kahu. Number one? Yes. Oh, oh I'm <laughs> <laughs> No, this is good. No, no, Kahu got it. So uh, that's correct. So the notebook took $115 million at the box office. Yeah. Okay, so here's a tiebreaker. Gina Rollins plays the older Ellie with Alzheimer's. Whose mum is she? Woof. It's the director, Nick Cassavetes' mum. Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Damn it. I knew that was a real nerdy fact. The champion, the champion of the notebook. <laughs> you, I don't want it anymore. Congratulations, yeah, yeah, Sam. Watch this movie more than once. <laughs> oh, well done, Kahu. You gave me a run for my money there. Much you, you showed up. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Anyway, that takes us down to the end of our podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As I said, this is our season finale. If you liked our podcast so far, then do us a favour. Go onto our Facebook page, uh, search for Movie Reviews and 20 Qs, or go onto twitter.com forward slash filmnerdvnoob, and you can find us on there, like, subscribe, all that sort of fun stuff that we'd love you to do. Uh, We will be back in September. Until that time, we are going to be coming up with some... Crazy new ideas to add into new podcasts. We've got some big things planned, but we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves in case they don't pan out. But yeah, uh, share, tell everyone about it, get everyone on board. This has been great first season, and I can't wait to do some more. I've got to also say thank you to everyone that's been on the podcast. Liz Ebry, Spanky, Carol, and Emma, uh, my two boys here, Kahu and Machu. And there's one other special person that has made this possible, that's put in the hard yards, that's you know supported and done everything that you could ever need, and that's the wonderful, the talented Sam Hurley. I've been amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And here she comes to punch the shit out of me. (laughs) So we turned up at the podcast today. Did anyone have printed out questions? No. (laughs) Hey, I did. (laughs) No, I've got to say a big thank you for Stacey for basically chipping in and helping out and learning how to edit being supportive and telling me to keep going when i need to but uh yeah that's thanks for me anything you guys would like to add before you sign off no i, th- I think i'd move like to move from a guest starring to a recurring role next season please sam thanks <laughs> yes of course yeah, yeah. 
Just want to just, <laughs> I was going to say something profound, but you just took off your shoes and I'm just going to sign off with a chair chair. Let's be putting them ball. Come on. <laughs> Ladies, team. In fact, I've, I've probably regressed as an individual after watching this. <laughs> I'm over you. Who the hell are you? Get lost. <laughs> By midnight, Cinderella was getting a ride home on the carriage. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, so that takes us down to the final question of the questions. <laughs> How are you? Oh, that is a terrible park. Welcome back to the commenting on parking outside our <laughs> studio. Okay, okay. okay, guys. Who, who did that? Eeyore. Who did the Eeyore? <laughs> 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 Welcome back to the Mental Problems Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>